We live. Josh Hands. Pat Quinlan. All right, ladies and gentlemen and everyone in between, welcome back to the Invincible FC podcast. Um, I apologize for the delay, but we're here. We're here. No need to apologize, mate. We're ready to get into some good content for tonight. Um, so, as you may have heard, there's a World Cup semifinal tomorrow. Wait, what? <laughs> this fucking guy, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, oh, we, we gotta talk. We gotta talk. Uh, we gotta talk I just about see Croatia party. and Morocco are about to play some games. I assume there's no World Cup semifinal going on, but isn't that remarkable? <laughs> isn't that just remarkable? Barely Croatia, but yeah, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Yeah, we will talk about it. Um, I'm sitting here in my in my pink Arsenal kit, the Odegaard. So, oh, it's a beauty. Josh is dripping. We gotta start doing the video podcast soon. I know. Um, <laughs> gotta get that. Gotta get that kit on camera. Um, but regardless, let's uh, let's go chronological here. Uh huh. Um, and start talking about matches. From last week, because well, that, yeah, <laughs> we've got some stuff to discuss, man. Croatia won, Brazil won. The Brazilians crash out on pens. I mean, who saw this coming? I don't think anybody did. I think everybody, everybody, was sure that Brazil was going to win this one. It's crazy because this is no gimme game. Croatia's never a gimme game, but everybody expected. I mean, I said 3 0 will be the first to apologize to the Croatian faithful um, that are all listening to this podcast, of course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, this is a shock. I mean, as you know, we have a heavy fan base amongst the, the uh, Croatia Ultras. Yep. Um, big Slavic. And the Qatari Ultras, too, big up Lebanon. <laughs> yep. um, but regardless, I mean, Everyone knew Croatia were a dangerous team, but I guess kind of we all just thought that Brazil were a little too good to fall at that hurdle. They looked competent. Um, I mean, they'd even faced a team, you know, in previous games and or faced teams in previous games that adopted a very defensive stance against them. Yeah. And they'd been very patient, you know, plugging, plugging, plugging. We'll find that low block. We'll break that. We'll break that barrier when we find it. And they, they seem to always get the job done. Right. Um, and then here they just they just um, couldn't quite do the trick when it came to penalties. I mean, Croatia never never losing pens, so it was pretty obvious what was going to happen right. to that point. But the fact that they scored and then managed to concede is somehow just almost beyond belief to me. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of been the story of this Brazil side, this World Cup. Not not conceding a lot of goals, but um, they haven't been as as exciting, as convincing, um, as I expected them to be. I, I thought I thought they were going to be dominant in the group stage, win marginally in, in at least two of the three matches, uh, take care of business against South Korea. They, they did win the group. They did take care of business against South Korea, but that was their first persuading performance, their first performance that everybody's like, yeah, this Brazil's team is for real. Um, they struggled in the group stages, but they still won it. They still won that one big. Um and again, I think the Croatia game just showed that they they were yeah they weren't as competent as we as we all expected them to be. Um, 
especially going forward, they just weren't taking their chances. They weren't that threatening the entire time until really in, in extra time. I mean, that goal from Neymar was stupendous, but um, oh my God, there, were, there were a lot of problems. That, and people, were, people are, are suggesting, I've been seeing a little bit that, that they're, um, that there are a lot of a bunch of individuals. I don't I don't completely disbelieve that. Um, I, I could see it like that. I mean, a lot of very talented players with high egos doesn't mean they can't be a team, but they absolutely um, might be a more individualistic side because that team has the quality to win the World Cup. Absolutely, um, but they've struggled. And then as for Croatia, just just briefly, um, last World Cup, I really thought that they they be that they deserved to be where they were in the final. That was everybody was in their prime. Ivan Perisic, Menzukic, uh, I mean, you go, you go there through their entire eleven. Modric was four years younger. You had Perisic. I mean, you could keep going on. This Croatian side was is is old. It's frail, um, and it's not. I didn't expect it to be as successful, and they just keep getting over the line. It's just a winning team. It's a team with a winning mentality that gets over the line ugly, but they do it. Yeah, it, it's a squad full of wily old uh, foxes, and yeah. they always, you know, find a way to get the job. It's it's. I'd be lying if it's if I said it wasn't fun to watch them play. Um, not because it's it's fun to watch them play because they're really really boring, but to just marvel at like how Luka Modric works that hard at the age that he's at and the motivation that you have to have to just do that again and again and again. Somewhere in his mind, you know he believes very thoroughly he can win the World Cup. Yeah. And he wants that more than anything else. And that's why he he wants that more than it's worth to stop running. You know what I mean? That pain that sets in, the cramps at the end of the match. Um, everyone will know what I'm talking about to a degree because we've all had to push through physical barriers. It, he just does it again and again and again at at quite a remarkable age for having had such a long and illustrious and successful career. Um, it's incredible. It is. He is a, a true marvel, and I feel he does not get enough credit in the like legends of the game conversation because he just he belongs there. Absolutely, um, and I think there's another another player we're going to be talking about in this pod uh, who also I think deserves much more of a legend status than he has. We'll get to him. I don't know if you, you know who I'm talking about, but um, one one other player on Croatia I do think also deserves some recognition is uh, Jasko Vardiol. Oh, my goodness, is he a baller. What a defender he is. You you heard they call him Pep? No. They call him Pep because Vardiol sounds like Guardiola. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've thought of that before. I've, I've, I always hear Guardiol and think of Guardiola, but I mean, apparently that's what his teammates call. I think if he played for Pep, it would be unfair. But oh my god, unbelievable! <laughs> All right, well, beside the point, there were four other or three other games that we do need yes, to talk about. Need to two talk games about coming up mm-hmm. starting tomorrow that we should that we should that's maybe 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 give one or two predictions about. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's touch on Netherlands Argentina again. Um, or not again, but as well before we move on to the first semifinal match or the second, no, the first semifinal match chronologically. Mm-hmm. Um, so Argentina two, Netherlands two, another game that went to pens, but oh my god, was it dramatic? Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, tell me, 
your impressions um, of the match and how in the world did Louis van Gaal, you know, find a way to draw that game up? Well, can I be honest about this one? Lay it on me. I was, this is such a highly anticipated match. I didn't want to watch it. I couldn't get myself to watch much of the match because this was a game where I wanted both teams to win. I'm a big fan of Netherlands. I, I would think it would be awesome if they if they made it all the way. And, of course, I want Messi. It was so hard for me to even get myself to watch it, but I had to watch extra time. I had to watch the end of, of regulation and pens. Um, it was an outstanding match. I mean, absolutely amazing. I, I mean, what can I say? The, the Burnley legend, of all people, Burnley legend, Val Veghorst, comes back with two goals, final 10 minutes, I mean the the second goal was was just genius. You know, I he he's he's something else. He scored a goal just like that off a set piece for Wolfsburg back in like 2018. Yeah, I saw it. it well, I don't remember, but I saw the video. What a masterclass in like convincing <laughs> the coach, like, yo, no, 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 I got this play. Trust yeah. me, they're gonna you're gonna pass it through the wall, and then I'm gonna take a touch, and then I'm gonna score. But yeah. I'm in the box, like, right? In what universe? crazy i don't know but um it's just amazing how of all the the highly talented dutch players it was about veghorst off the bench who literally brought them back into the game with his first touch and and then the, the last minute one it's i don't know it was this this match was incredible this day was incredible um and then extra time happened argentina still dominated couldn't score um, it was Van Gaal's just a phenomenal coach to have gotten this far, to have made it back into the game, and to make it to Pens. And then Pens is just a toss up. Coach can't be at fault for that unless he he selects the the wrong players. He didn't pull a Southgate. He didn't pull a uh, Luis Enrique. So yeah, and Argentina happened right to pull up there to take to take the Pens. Mm-hmm. And Argentina just scored theirs. Yeah, and respect to Lautaro Martinez because he has been struggling so much and confidence as well, um, and he buried that pen to win it. A lot of pressure there. Yeah, and he came on late in the match too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah, full, no, full respect to Lautaro Martinez. Um, pardon me. <coughs> pardon me a little water down the wrong way. Full credit to Lautaro Martinez. A fantastic player who really did a good job for Argentina on this play. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm <mean>, you talk. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I got this, bro. Um, right. So leading in, into the semifinal here, which now starts tomorrow, probably today, because I, I no, probably today, because you're all going to listen to this tomorrow morning at mm-hmm. this point. Um, or this, two weeks from now. This is a big match. Argentina yeah. versus Croatia. Um, you know, Argentina's star obviously being Lionel Messi, Croatia's star player obviously being Luka Modric, two players who have faced each other a number of times on the pitch in Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, wh- what do you see happening here? Um, I see a Croatian side that is, um, probably tired, but a, but a side that's gritty and will always fight to the death. I see a side that if they can push this to an extra time, although they're tired, this, this side never quits there. And there's a chance um, for Argentina. I see a side that's 
not I, I you said this before, not the most likable team, to be honest. Um there's a lot of players that it is are hard not to that likable. I know you're for them. I know you're a big Emmy Martinez hater. I I don't hate him, uh, to be honest. There's some things I I wish I didn't say, but I don't hate him um like you do. But I'm I mean I'm all in for Argentina. I just want it for Messi. Messi deserved it. He's carried this team all the way. And if he can make it all the way, this would be such a great moment. Um, I, I think if this goes to extra time, Croatia will find a way again. But I think Argentina holds on. They go 2-0 up, maybe in the first half, maybe a second goal in the second half, and they hold on for 2-1. Croatia gets back into it, but doesn't get the second. That's a that's a solid prediction right there. Um, I don't know if personally... Uh, yeah, I don't know if personally I have the uh, the courage to not pick Argentina here. Mm-hmm. I also, similarly to how you discussed the Netherlands-Argentina match, I don't, I'm don't. i going to have a tough time watching this game because I don't want either of these teams to win. Really? Well, like I said to you, Argentina is not a very likable side. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of attitude problems. Even... even the goat Leo Messi himself, I believe, has been acting a bit like a child this tournament. Yeah, um, he often does. He, yeah, he's not a role model. In, uh, in, yeah, yeah, you're right. That I mean, really not mean. not everyone has to be. That's that's mm-hmm. not really a significant fault, but it's just the truth. Um, but regardless, I, I also think Croatia make the tournament kind of boring and. You know, they had their time four years ago. Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm I'm gonna have an interesting time watching this match. I do think Argentina will win in two one. Sounds like a really a really good prediction. Um, but I'm gonna go two nil. Yeah, two nil to Argentina. Um. Messi scores one, and Lotaro Martinez will break his slump and score another. After after scoring that pen, he might he might have. We might I think, have he's, I think he's got his sauce back, man. That was that was the winning so. pen. I hope so. He got to peel off and celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I think. Yeah, one more thing. I think just about this unlikable Argentina side, the attitude problems you mentioned. What was Leandro Paredes doing, dude? Oh my what? God! What is he thinking, dude? Is he trying to kill someone? They're the Detroit Pistons <laughs> of the tournament. Throw back to except 80s, except 90s. MJ's on the Pistons this time. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I don't. They're I, he kicks it really straight good. at him after a foul. What what? Where is he trying to kick that ball? He's pinged his trade to the bench. That was the whole point. It, it was, I mean, thinking how is he not sent off there? I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, the one thing that truly frustrated me is that Messi has the audacity to get in, into the press conference and complain about the referee. Yeah, but like, yes, the referee wasn't good, but he should have been sent off in the yeah, matches. Alexi right. Lawless so eloquently put mm-hmm. in the in the post game, and. They the referee gave them that pen. Uh huh. I think they, that was a pen. I mean, it it was a pen, but 
he still he got the penalty, he scored yeah. the penalty. It's difficult to complain about the referee after scoring a penalty right. in the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they're still going to win, and we'll see them in the World Cup final, which is, I, I believe, the furthest that Messi's ever made it in the World Cup. He made the final, 2014. Ah, uh, yes, you're correct. But How could I forget? He's got to win. But there's no Germany this time, so. Exactly. There's a France, though. And, and that Morocco. brings us to the other side of the of the bracket here. Um, and let's start with let's start with the morning game again. Mm-hmm. Morocco. They didn't do it the way I thought they would, but god damn it, I called it Morocco beat Portugal. You are looking like a genius right now. I was one for I was one I mean, for, I, for four. As far as the guy who picked Brazil to win the whole thing can really look at this moment. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was one for four in my predictions. Uh, oh, so yeah. that's France losing to Poland, you. man. Like, <laughs> hey, it happens. Uh, we both look stupid at points in this. Yeah, tournament. exactly. I mean, in, predicting international football—big shocker here—a lot harder than predicting club football. Yeah, I'll say. Um. But I don't think anyone's surprised by that. But you got this one, so take it away. I got lucky. Uh, I don't know if lucky, but I yeah, I got it by chance. Um, so, yeah, Morocco did exactly what everyone expected them to. Defended really stoutly, really, uh, really, really well. Um, as a unit, they work really well as a team. They always get the job done. And this time was no different. Um, they really impressed me. <laughs> just with everything that they did, I thought that they created chances while they really frustrated Portugal, which is a difficult thing to do, all things considered, and also an important thing to do. Um, just Portugal as a team. Um, I mean, we saw this in the last round with Spain, where you saw Rodri, you know, ping a shot from some like 25 yards, 30 yards out. Uh-huh. And for Spain as a team like that, that's essentially capitulating. You know, I mean, for the ultimate pass team to just shoot the ball when they normally would play like eight more passes, that's that's essentially admitting we don't know what to do here. We can't figure this out. And Portugal experienced the exact same issue. They just could not crack the Moroccan code. And to their credit, nobody has this tournament. Um, They scored an own goal against Canada. So I guess you could kind of say maybe Canada, but probably not. No one's done it. The worst team they've played has done it. (laughs) Oh man, dude! I wish I was. I had such high hopes for Canada, but that's really a different conversation. Um, either way, credit to Morocco. Um, I think there's a bit of an inquest amongst the Portuguese fans now as as to if Cristiano Ronaldo should have been starting the match. I don't really believe that that's a fair criticism, given how little impact he has when he plays nowadays. Um, I don't know. I think. I think. Uh, the coach said it best. He just said no regrets uh, when asked about it. Um, but it's natural for national team fans to criticize the, the the coach after a loss. So, I mean, it all adds up yeah. to me. Um, and either way, Portugal are out. I guarantee none of the non-Ronaldo fanboys uh, who are Portugal fans actually wanted him to start. Because Gonzalo Ramos scored a hat-trick the last match you started over him. Ronaldo has done nothing other than score a pen and claim a goal that wasn't his this World Cup. Um, 
and get mad at someone doing the Sui celebration in front of them. Um, but speak it, speak of the devil in the series or in Nezri's header, that, that was Ronaldo esque. Oh my God. Did you see the elevation you got on that one? Acrobatic. Incredible. He jumped like a basketball he got, player. He, he got higher than, I mean, he got his head higher than the goalkeeper's uh, arms. Yeah. That, we that, that, that man elevated. He, yeah. he was, he was moving like LeBron James. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that was a fun goal to watch. Um, it was, it was, and that's exactly the kind of goal they're going to be looking to score against France. Yeah, right. I mean, they'll probably be sitting in the entire time, hoping maybe for extra time. But yeah, I mean, you got to applaud Morocco. You really do. I mean, it's the thing is, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm really happy that an African side has made the World Cup, I, I, has made the the semifinals for the first time. Um, there's a lot to be to be admired there and the way they've done it, they had to do it like this and they've executed it to perfection. Again, only one goal conceded, none to actual opposing players. Um, they've been so embraced and they haven't even looked like they were going to get beaten. I mean, they've been so stout, so solid defensively. Roman Seiss, uh, the ex wolves player now playing in Turkey. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, Bono brilliant. He didn't look good against the U S a few months ago. And now look at him. Um, I just think overall, um, it's it's just been such a good collective unit, and that's the difference between them and like a Brazil. Obviously, Brazil's ten times the quality of this side, but it's a team versus a bunch of individuals. Um, and yeah, so like so for, on one hand, I'm very happy for them because this is an incredible run from them. On the other hand, I'm not so sure how great it would be for football if they went to the final, and if and if even they won it. I mean, it would be it would be incredible. It'd be an incredible moment. But it's just so it, it would encourage many teams to play this very anti-football style, you know. Yeah, that's true. But that is very true. Very happy because it is very defensive, and it does make 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 games very um, tight and la- it, it prevents chances. It does. It does kind of clamp up the game a little bit. But it works. Boring. And you have to applaud them for it. It is and effective. It, I'm, I'm still gonna be rooting for them against France. That would be unbelievable if they made the final. But All right, well, now that you said the F word, let's move on to France. <laughs> um, this let, let's talk quick about the England France match because yep. let's be honest, there's a fair amount to say. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, England fans, are criticizing the referee. I think that's pretty fair because the first France goal really shouldn't have stood. The Sacco was clearly fouled right before the ball was taken away from him. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, England got two pens, didn't score one, so tough to criticize the referee again. Right. Um, I I don't know. I I, I thought, you know, going into it, I, I I was watching with a friend of mine whose father is from England, so, you know, we were having fun, and I, I, you know, I have my Saka jersey on just, just for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, as, as, as a good Irishman, I really can't root for, for England, but I, I'm there enjoying it. <laughs> I'm there enjoying the English vibe. We're at a bar. Yeah. Um, and, like, right away, as soon as I start watching the match, it's exactly what I feared. The French are just passing around them. And it didn't last the whole match. The English grew into the match. I thought England actually played really well in the second half um, and probably were the better side in the second half. All Most credit due to Bukayo Saka. Why did Gareth Southgate take him off? Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. There's not much else to say on my end, uh, but I, I thought that the French were maybe not the best team for the entire match, but showed kind of throughout that they are the better team overall. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've taken most of the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention Saka, probably the best player on the pitch for England. Um, and yeah, I don't think they can really blame the ref when he gave them two pens. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the goal was debatable. The, the first one, but at the end of the day, you got to take your chances. They didn't, they conceded twice. Um, I don't know. I, I'm still not. I still don't know how far this England team can go. They have all the. They have all the weapons for it, and yet they they don't pull it off. Um, again, this was always going to be a difficult game, and this was a really high quality game. Um, France is no easy feat, and you got to give credit for to France. I really underestimated them. I think a lot of people did, assuming the the curse, but also just. They have so many injuries. I mean, you can field a France 11 of injured players that can compete with this France 11 and might win. Um, but, of course, I mean, this this French team has Mbappe, and this French team has guys guys like Giroud, guys like Griezmann, who you think are washed and then pull performances like these out of their ass. Um, and, and, obviously, they have the young talent. They have Chouameni, who's just a baller. Um, Rabiot's stepping up. Uh, Teo Hernandez playing well, Jules Koundé playing great. Um, who I was mentioning before um, about, uh, sorry about that, about um, you mentioned Modric as, you know, he should go down in legend status and, and is very underrated. Giroud is right up there. I think he deserves it as well. As, as, as much as I'm uh, split on him because of his days at Arsenal, uh, he is a legend. He's, he's France's all-time top goal scorer. He probably has the best collection of goals ever. I mean, he's one of the most efficient goal scorers ever. And he does so much more than score goals. I mean, he, he should be right up there as, like, if he wins the second World Cup as the starting nine, he could be right up there in contention with not the best, but one of the best strikers ever. Is that is that far-fetched to say? I think that's... I. <sighs> That's a really good shout, mate. Um, I think best striker ever is a little not a, the best, further than one of the best. I think That's one of the best strikers ever is a little bit of a stretch for me, but definitely a great. Definitely think, a great. Think about this, though. I think it's just about a stigma because you say it, it shouldn't because it doesn't sound right. Olivier Giroud being one of the best, but why? Why wouldn't he be one of the best? He has all the accolades. He doesn't have a Premier League, but that's about it. It's it's hard to argue against you. That's I'm really gonna give you credit there. It's hard to argue against you. I I don't know. I just don't know. Right. Like, are you gonna put like where does he stand next to um? Let's draw comparisons. Where does he stand next to like a Drogba character for you? Oh, he's better than Drogba. Drogba is the most maybe one of the most clutch uh, nines of all time. But he he also like never scored twenty goals in a season, basically. I mean, he that's, was. That's that's a fair criticism. Yeah, we don't need, very to, get into, we don't need to get into football club comparisons. I feel, yeah. but you're. Yeah, I think that's a fair comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. I Olivier Giroud, amazing, amazing player. That I will agree with you on one thousand percent. Um, one last thing I wanted to say is I went into this match thinking it'll be really interesting to see what Mbappe does when he can't beat the right back for pace down the wing. 
and then the one chance that he got, he burned Kyle Walker. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, I just turned to one of my friends that I was with, and I was like, "Dude, that guy that he just ran right past has 91 pace on FIFA." And we both <laughs> just kind of like marveled as, in, yeah. in that the fact because that's right. remarkable. I it, it just impressed upon me exactly how fast Mbappe really is. And absolutely, I mean, he's he's a cheat code. I mean, the way it's not just that he's so fast; it's that he's so fast on the ball. I've never seen a player that fast on the ball. No, it, it really ball. is quite remarkable. Um, but that goes back to Gareth Southgate saying he has a two-year plan to stop Mbappe. We all saw that and laughed because when we saw that, we knew. I mean, I I saw that. I'm like, all right, Mbappe's gonna get a brace this match. At least he didn't, but you knew that wasn't gonna work. Even putting Kyle Walker on him, still he still can't keep up with his pace. No, no one can. There's not a football player alive right now that can run with Mbappe. Maybe Pedro, uh, but otherwise. <laughs> so that brings us to the match, France Morocco. Mm-hmm. What's it going to look like there? Morocco is obviously going to sit in. They're obviously going to really try and push the match, push it maybe to extra time, maybe hit them on the counter. I, I said the same thing about Portugal. I think Portugal's finally going to unlock them, maybe win two 0 it's hard not to say it again, though. It's hard to doubt them, but it's also hard against France. A side like them, they will struggle, I think, in the first half to really break down Morocco uh, because they'll be so stout defensively. But once they get that first goal, I feel like, and I feel like it will, they will. The floodgates may, might open, um, and Morocco will, will have to change their, their style, and I don't think it's going to work for them. I'm going to go with 2-0 again. It hurts me to agree with you because I, you know, last round I did believe in Morocco and it paid off for me, but this time I, I do just think France are a little too good. Um, but I think it'll only be one nil France. Okay, that works. Mbappe, Mbappe will score. Oh, I didn't say goal scores, did I? It doesn't really matter. I just wanted to say Mbappe. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go men like, uh, men like Mbappe. I'm gonna go Saliba off the bench. Scoring and then Saliba header or deep shot, long shot, uh, 40 yards out. No, um, <laughs> I have no idea. El Nani range, yeah, <laughs> and then like the or something, and Mbappe assist. Yeah, something I think that's fair. Like that. Yeah, or maybe not. Mbappe assist, Mbappe goal, Griezmann goal. Yeah, maybe fair enough. Uh, fair enough. All right, and just because both of our winners or both of our winner just got knocked out. Mm-hmm. You you have to pick a new champion now, bro. Argentina. Argentina. I'm going it, for It's the only team I want to win. I, I wouldn't be happy if any other team won. I got to go with Argentina. I gotta go I'm taking Argentina. France. They look like the strongest side. They're the strongest, but I think Messi has redemption in his eyes. If he makes another, another final, he's not letting that happen again. Dude, Messi's going to be taken down by the GOAT, Giroud. The uh, greatest striker of all time. If Giroud, if Giroud beats Messi in, in the finals, that put him in the GOAT conversation. Uh, no. He, what if he scores a hat? Greatest striker is a lot different from greatest player. What, no, what, what if he scores greatest, a hat? What? What if he scores a hat? No. He'd be, he'd be in contention for greatest striker of all time. Absolutely. But the greatest striker of all time right now might be Henri, might be R9, might be Gerd Muller. None of them are near Messi or Ronaldo. Still. 
that's valid. I suppose that's valid. All right. Well, that seems to be all that, that, that I have for you here, bro. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? I have Forza Argentina. That was terrible Spanish. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, man. <laughs> Brains are tired here. There's yeah, lots of right. world cupping and lots of finals. working and yeah. lots of studying and just a lot of stuff going on. But awesome. you all are still hearing from us, Go and Vino. we're going to keep bringing these episodes to you guys because we've really been enjoying getting to chat about the World Cup, Absolutely. Um, getting to hear your reactions to the pods here, you know, what you think our good takes are, what our trash takes are. <laughs> um, and, you know, I do have the humility to admit that there's been a lot of trash takes from, from me this this World Cup. Um, but well, predicting it in football imbalance. is hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We take what we can get, and we move from here. That we do. We'll see you all probably Thursday or Friday. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Later, Josh. See ya. Peace.